the Chair 2 Leaders Podcast with your hosts, Danny Smith and Ben South. If you lead from the second chair or you work with those who do, this is a place for you. We're glad you're here for conversations about the church, ministry, life, and how we can serve better for God's kingdom. Welcome back to another episode of Chair 2 Leaders. We're so glad that you've joined us today. I'm Danny, and I'm joined alongside Ben South, the ever-present, always esteemable Ben South. Uh, ben, how are you today? I'm good, Danny. I don't know that I'm ever-present. I, yeah. I, I talked to some of our church members a couple weeks ago. I said, you know, I'm, we, we had this thing going on at church where I had recorded a video, but I was also doing some interpretation for our deaf ministry at the same time. And I was playing, they were using the audio on the video, the video of my voice, but I was over here inside the room and I was like, well, I've been working on my omnipresence. Um, that's right. But, that's right. I, hey, I, so in I, the digital do, age, you can make it happen. That's right. I, I can be two places right now. So that's exactly I'm not, right. I'm not well, all present. <laughs> you know, and there's pastors I like to listen to on the radio that, uh, you know, they've been with the Lord for years now, but folks are still convinced. They're still around. And so yep. you will live on forever, my friend, in this I, podcast world. So <laughs> maybe so. You are I here. <laughs> I don't know if I live up to the standards of all this. I was watching Adrian Rogers uh, the other night on TV, and he's still preaching, still, still good preaching, stuff too. and he still has the voice, man. He still That's has right. it. So That's just right. so great. Well, you know, we're so glad each week that we can uh, be a part of maybe encouraging you with uh, introducing you to different folks. But we couldn't do it without our sponsor. And Ben, why don't you tell us uh, uh, about who our sponsor is each week here at Chair Two? We are super excited to have Central Baptist College Pace Department as one of our sponsors for Chair 2 Leaders. The Pace College Degree Program at CBC in Conway, Arkansas has a proven in-class online or hybrid course format and multiple degrees to fit your busy schedule. They know that you can't always quit your full-time job to leave and go to school, but they have developed a flexible format that has helped adults for 20 years earn their degree while keeping their full-time job. So they want to visit with you. You can check them out. Go to cbc.edu slash online. Someone will visit with you there. You can get information and you can complete your degree in ministry or many other fields as well while staying in your full-time job. So we're thankful for CBC, great partners and a great school. So, Ben, we're excited today to have Ms. Shayla Hale, who is serving on staff at Ridgecrest Baptist Church up in Missouri, and she's going to tell us a little bit about uh, the ministry that she does there, and we're excited to talk with her just all things ministry today. Ms. Shayla, welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me today. Yeah, we're excited to have you on. You know, one of the things we love about this podcast is um, hopefully it's introducing Um, people like yourself to um, our listeners who can be encouraged by that. You've done such a great work, are doing a great work. And so maybe it's just best just to to let you just share a little bit about um, who you are, what you do, and and we'll just jump in from there. Okay, sounds great. Uh, So you mentioned that I serve at Ridgecrest Baptist Church up in Springfield, Missouri. Uh, I've gotten to be on staff here for almost 15 years, and, and I have served in Uh, all things preschool kids, students, uh, but specifically focusing on preschool and kids for the last 14 plus years. Uh, Before that, I served in another church uh, doing children's ministry, and it is an awesome place to serve in a church uh, as a second chair leader and also to have a great impact on what happens in the next generation. 
Yeah, your previous church was actually how we made connection through a common friend of ours, Freddie Pike, who was on a previous episode, uh, made the connection for us. And he recommended, said, you were the expert in the children preschool ministry area. So we expect you to just like overwhelm us with information today. Well, that so. sounds like Freddie. He is the one who, who really gave me my start in ministry. Uh, I came from the education world into the church ministry world. And he invested heavily in me uh, having some church education under my belt and having a minister uh, to walk alongside me as a mentor. And uh, that made a huge difference in how I was able to jump into ministry, uh, definitely being supported from my education pastor and learning the ropes of what it looks like to serve in a church in the field of education, because that's what we do with preschool kids and, and teenagers uh, and, and with adults. But that work is so important. Uh, our pastors rely on the people who are in that education ministry of their church uh, to, to be competent in their, in their field, uh, but also to be confident in the way that they lead uh, those kids and teenagers and families in their spiritual formation. And so I'm so grateful for the the years the Lord has given me 20 plus years now to serve uh, in the education side of what goes on in church. And it is an amazing way to be a part of a team in a local congregation. Yeah, I love that. I love the team aspect of it. And I think that's one thing we try to emphasize uh, each week is there is a team uh, part of it. So when Freddie is, um, you know, investing in you and your family um, what was that conversation like maybe when he started turning it towards uh, have you considered uh, coming aboard on the church here have you you know transitioning out of you know what I'm assuming you went to college for into sort of a different realm and world what was that conversation like yes I uh, he he came on board in our church shortly after I started serving with an after-school ministry that we had they needed a new director I had a young child I had education experience and so I started serving there and he started to see some things and our church was growing and we were ready for somebody to come on staff like you know we had a, a youth pastor we had a college pastor it was time to have a children's minister and and he he just said I see something here uh, if you're willing to to take the jump in, I, I know people that I can get you connected with. We will invest in you getting to conferences and I'll help you know what to read and that kind of thing. And just having an education pastor who in most churches is like the second chair leader, an associate or an education pastor who then said, hey, let's, let's look at how we can t build on what God's already equipped you with to equip you to do that kind of thing in ministry. And so my background in education made it easy to understand what needed to happen in the preschool and kids ministry world, because I understood that development from um, the perspective of, of their learning. Uh, I understood their physical development. Adding the spiritual component was was not difficult. Uh, I graduated from Southwest Baptist University in Bolivar, Missouri, and so I had been equipped with some theology, but I also grew up in a really strong Christian home uh, where my parents loved the Lord and uh, were, were good disciplers of my sister and I. And so I had grown up with a great foundation and uh, I enjoyed the connections that, uh, that I made early on in that ministry part of my life. 
And that really helped me understand not only how I could lead in that ministry in my church, but it also gave me a perspective for now, 20 years later, um, how important it is for those of us who are seasoned in ministry to also pour back into new people in ministry, um, walk alongside them. Ministry has changed a lot in 20 years. Uh, it's changed a lot in the last year. <laughs> um, there are things that, that I was taught long ago that have really had to, to shift and change. Uh, and it's been good as a minister to grow in those things over these years also. Um, and, and that's probably made it even sweeter serving in ministry is just learning to walk alongside people. And uh, I get to serve right now with a pretty young team. I'm the oldest one on the team <laughs> and, uh, and they have kept me sharp. Um, but it's also uh, sweet when they actually sit and listen to some, some things that you've learned through the years uh, to help uh, form what we do at this point in ministry. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, with the children's ministry, you, what you said was that things have changed. Because I started out in children's ministry 20 years ago. I uh, was a children's pastor. And I came at more from the biblical preparation side and had to do more of the learning on the education side of the child development and those kind of things. But, man, things have changed drastically. It has changed a lot in the year. But I remember when I started out, we were still had teachers doing flannel graph. And, you know, we were cutting out everything and pictures. And we could occasionally play a VHS tape. We had just gotten some DVD players. And now it's you can't even find players for those things. And it's like, what is a DVD? <laughs> yes, I remember classrooms with, like, record players in them that we still used from the, you know, the early graded choir stuff and uh now yeah, that's we're, all hipster you know, stuff now so we're, yeah we're know. bluetooth screen casting everything and, that's right and yeah, having, the kids, kids will never know the struggle of flannel boards and oh, no. all of that stuff they'll never Although, know the struggle flannel board still is a thing and i tell you what preschoolers absolutely love flannel board they love the teacher to tell the story and then then you allow them to tell you back the story so uh flannel board i don't think it's ever going to go out of style i love uh, it the little characters it. have just been updated a little bit a little more. A little bit more modern looking yes. and not as yes. much uh, old That's 1950s right. yeah, and, uh, pictures. Even the feel of it's a little bit different these days. Yeah. But yes, it's, it's definitely good. So maybe we should go and invent a high-tech flannel graph digital app where you could like have a digital flannel graph story. And you could just drag the little people you into the storyboard there you go. The and have a 3d <laughs> printer could, going while you're doing it yeah. and it just and prints it so cast yes. it to the big screen from your ipad and yes. so we need to create a new one so how did you did you primary focus on children's ministry preschool ministry where was your primary focus most of your ministry so i would say the bulk of my past 20 years were focused on preschool and kids so birth to fifth, sixth grade in my two different churches was different. Um, and then as things grew uh, and shrank, like that's both happened, uh, I've had opportunity to just focus on the elementary age. Uh, and then in my last few years, I've been able to focus on kind of that broad picture on the family side of things, but working alongside the preschool, the children, the students, pastors, uh, as we really work on a spiritual formation pathway um, that takes parents alongside their their kids. And uh, I've seen a lot of things change 
in the curriculums that you know we've used. <laughs> You're talking about the flannel graph. Uh, as I started in ministry, uh, I had Sunday school teachers who were used to meeting every week to get prepared for Sunday morning. And if you fast forward to 2021, uh, we do well to get Sunday school teachers, which we now call small group leaders in my setting. Uh, but we we have a hard time getting them to get together more than once or twice a year. And so it's really different to think about even the emphasis that was placed early on in my ministry on the preparation and the commitment to teaching kids week by week. Uh, we know that that's how kids learn best with somebody that builds a relationship with them. And so if they see that person every week, uh, that helps that relationship be stronger. Kids who learn to relate to other adults in their life that speak to them about spiritual things, uh, they learn to trust them. They build that trust bond. And as those people that they trust teach them about the Lord and the foundational truths of the Bible, uh, we know that's really important, but the reality is we're living in a completely different world now. Um, so rotational leaders, uh, fewer meetings, even the way we deliver curriculum has changed so much. You know, we don't just have a quarterly we hand people anymore. Um, almost all of it we send through email or an app. And so uh, those things have changed. It's been so exciting to to watch those changes, but underneath all of it, the truth of God's word, uh, the those foundational theological things that we're teaching boys and girls and getting them into God's word, getting them to memorize scripture, um, those things haven't changed because God's word, even 20 years later, uh, his word is the same and it still has good news for those kiddos. And that's, that's the exciting part. The methods change, the message doesn't. That's exactly right. Uh, so yeah. now, when you've worked with different pastors, you've been at different churches, so I know you've been with different pastors. How have you worked on lining up your ministry with perhaps the vision of the pastor himself? Because I know different leaders, different chair ones, uh, senior leaders have different thoughts on how children's ministry should fit into the overall uh, picture of the church, what's, what its role is, how we approach it, how we invest in it, the importance of it. Uh, and it's important for the chair too, especially in the children's and preschool, to make sure you're fitting in with that big vision of the church. Have you had any experience with that where there was maybe some difficulty mm. or there was some, hey, we need to talk about, does this fit? In yeah, that is, the big that's a, a great question. And I've gotten to serve with five pastors uh, over my years. Uh, two of them served really long term in my ministries and then a few that have just served for a short time. Uh, I, I will say when you, if someone decides they want to go to a new church and serve as a chair two leader, specifically with preschool and children, the student age is a little bit, they're older and some things are a little bit different there, but some pastors have a real uh, mindset about what they want out of their preschool and kids ministries. Um, and so they may have a philosophy that might not line up with the philosophy that a preschool or children's minister has, especially when it comes to what is the place of those little ones in service time? What is the expectation the pastor might have for how often things are done uh, specifically geared towards those kids that don't involve their families? 
um, is it, and to say it delicately, is it more of a let's let's take care of kids as much as we can, or is it a philosophy of when we have kids in our building, we want to teach them and train them in God's word as much as possible. And so what does that look like? So I've had the opportunity to serve in a couple of different ways. And, and in fact, my very first uh, church that I served with a pastor, we, we did a, a quasi children's church time back, you know, 20 years ago. Uh, and children's church is alive and well in many, many churches, but that's not every children's minister or preschool minister's philosophy. Um, and so I had a pastor that that's something that we did. We didn't do it every week and we didn't do it the whole service. And so it was a nice um, medium for me to be involved in. But as I just had opportunities to sit down and connect with my pastor, um, to do some research, to look at some things and to just kind of speak into him, I was able to help him kind of even change the way that he thought about the necessity of that. Uh, but when I... When I looked for a new place to serve, I specifically was looking for some place where my personal philosophy uh, was a little bit more already at home because I don't think it is the place of the children's minister to to come in and then tell the pastor how it's going to be. And so as those leaders, as, as a children preschool ministry, almost 100% of the time, you're going to be teaching and caring for kids in a Sunday school hour and in the worship hour that's happening at yeah. the church. If if the church is meeting, preschool is going to be happening. That's right. That's right. And because my personal philosophy was that I wanted kids to be worshiping with their church family right alongside their parents and grandparents and, and other people in the church, I, it, it wasn't going to be a good idea for me to find a church that didn't already have that philosophy. And so that is something that I would say for a chair two leader specifically in, in kids ministry. Um, don't, don't put yourself in a position where you're, you're walking into a church situation that you already have a philosophy disagreement with. Yeah. If you believe that children need to be in a kid focused worship time with high yep. energy, lots of media and the church is a kids need to be in the worship service and just in a class, don't go there. If your right. philosophies are, cause those right. are incomplete. Those two distinctives are incompatible almost. Yes. You, you need to get somewhere where you line up yes. or you decide, I agree this, but I'm not the senior leader. I'm not the chair one who's called to be the overall vision caster for this church. And I need to get in line here with the vision of the whole. Yes. And, and oftentimes uh, you will see things change within your own church. I mean, the, the church I'm serving in now, we grew in a way that all of a sudden we went from, you know, like two identical services to, to three services and two or three different types of styles of worship. And you get in all of those things. And as a children's leader in a church, you have to get really creative on how to meet the needs in your church. And so sometimes the only thing you can do is to sit down with your pastor and say, I know that we need to serve our congregation and I need to serve your vision for this church. And so here's the things that we see that are happening because growth pains are hard, but they're also great. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, ask for the time you need to put together the right kind of team. Um, ask your pastor how strongly he feels about that getting done and, and what is his time frame. And just especially if your pastor has young kids, how can you serve his his family the best? And 
And so in those growing pains, sometimes you get a chance to speak into things with your pastor that he might not have, have thought about. Uh, and also trust that your pastor loves your church. God called him there and put him there. He loves your church and and he most likely loves you. Like he loves his staff. And so I, I think I found that a conversational, relational time with my pastor was so much more important than than holding to any ego that I might have about what happened, holding to any, um, like, this is my silo, do not step in it, uh, or holding to any not hills to die on. (laughs) Because it is easy as a second chair leader to to find a hill and decide you're going to die on it, and it was not worth it. Uh, So... There are a few hills worth, you know, planting yes. your flag and say, I'm not moving on this, but style and function, that's probably not one. Right. Um, Get creative. Even if you're in an area where you don't necessarily line up philosophically, there are going to be a lot of things you can learn by doing something that you don't, that's not mm-hmm. your preferred way of doing it. There's a lot of lessons you can learn, a lot of opportunities and see how you can stretch and grow. Cause I know when I started in children's ministry, our church, we didn't have a regular children's worship. I was over mostly children's and preschool life groups. And we would do one Wednesday night a month was, was the primary ministry stuff. Well, that began that switched to doing Sunday morning life groups and every Wednesday night. And then suddenly it was like, as we grew, we need to have a children's worship time. And so it just kind of has grown and changed. It looks nothing today like it did when we, when I started in that role. Um, so it, it may change and it may get to where your philosophy is going to more line up, but you got to make sure you have your leader's support. Absolutely. Well, and I think y'all are both alluding to um, just kind of that unique pressure that a children's ministry has in a church. You know, Ben, you've transitioned over to more of a, uh, education and missions, and for most average churchgoers, they don't have a mission strategy. So you might have a few that critique your ministry, but most people are like, okay, if you say we're going here, we're going to do that, then they're pretty much headed that direction with you. Children's ministry is very unique, though, because everybody has kids in school, grandkids in school, nieces and nephews in school. Um, there's so much pressure. Uh, my wife's a teacher, so, you know, you kind of see this firsthand. Y'all have talked about the changes that it's made. And, you know, so there's that that importance that you've talked about of just being on the same page with your pastor because, you know, most of us pastors, we come in and, you know, we just have sort of one or two or three things in mind. We need a children's church. We need a children's ministry. We need something. And, and so things have changed so much. Education world has changed so much. Everybody has an opinion on what education of their child ought to look like. And so um, maybe two quick ideas that maybe both of y'all can chase on this because, you know, being you've done children's ministry before, how has developments in the world of education as a whole Um, How has that kind of impacted your ministry? I know, Shayla, um, you're listed as a family development minister, and so just that title alone is is quite different than what's normal. But, you know, I just kind of look at some of the things that my wife and other peers who their wife or husband is doing education and you know, there are just times it's just it's just a struggle uh, because there's so many things coming down the pipe. So what does it look like to to look at just the the education of kids in general in a community 
and that children's ministry, how does that impact your vision for that children's ministry there? Um, and so that's that's a very wide open, very um, very loaded type question. But maybe you could just speak to that for just a moment. Let me jump in on that. Um, you know, education is has quickly changed. So I left the classroom uh, about 21 years ago, <clears throat> and uh, the classroom looks completely different today. And one of the things that I would really encourage every children's minister to do is get yourself into the local school district, befriend a principal, uh, figure out how you can volunteer in the school. Uh, and, and I know this firsthand because our church is doing this with a partner school, like build a relationship with your local elementary school um, because number one, they need you and they are way more open to that than you might think. Um, because of our relationship, with our local elementary school. And Springfield, Missouri is the largest school district in the state of Missouri, okay? And so we have, we have, I, I can't even, 20 or 30 some elementary schools. We have five high schools. And so every time you turn around, you're on the block of an elementary school. And almost every elementary school in our community has a church partnered with it. That's just something that the school district's been open to. So during this pandemic, our kids pastor, so family development, like I said before, I get to walk alongside our preschool minister, our kids pastor, and our student pastor. We all work together as a team. Our kids pastor went and we went to our school district and said, hey, we know that things have changed and kids are going to have to learn differently this year. Our kids did not start in school. They started virtually. Two days a week, they got to be in the class, half of the kids, and three days a week, they were out. So we did a partnership and we helped uh, families in our local elementary school get the care that those kids needed so parents could go to work. That bridge, wow. Number one, it got us in our community. It helped us share the gospel. Here's the great news. Five kids came to know the Lord in the, in the seven months, that six months that we poured into kids had them in our building. We had a family that's come and joined our congregation now. Um, we have kids, last night, I went and picked up one of our little girls to come to our Wednesday night program. So that is important um, in kids ministry. Our student pastor does the same thing. He kept, keeps himself connected into what's going on in the local school district. But because of that, we get to see the kinds of things that kids are struggling with. Um, the technology issues. So now we know what to to then pour back into our families because they've got questions about those things. We see what kinds of things kids are struggling with. Um, <clears throat> you know, bullying is a big topic right now, and technology is a topic. Uh, the the life issues that are happening are hard right now. Our school district this week is in their big testing this week and next week. And so just knowing that those things are going on, making connections in those school districts gives us opportunities to support teachers too. And so having that firsthand look at it. <clears throat> the other thing that's great about that is your pastor doesn't have time to know those things. Now, if he's got elementary kids, he probably will know a lot more about it. But just being able to, to, give your pastor the information about what's going on in your community, about what's the reality of, of children 
right there uh, that are in your neighborhood, that very much translates into what's going on in your congregation. And that has been really good. Keeping yourself educated. So I know that a great majority of people serving in children's ministry and preschool ministry, um, they don't have seminary degrees like I do. They, they don't serve in a giant church like I do. And so because of that, they, they have a greater need for getting themselves educated. There's so much to read. There's so much you can do online to get yourself educated. <clears throat> but just getting yourself connected to the people in your church and to the people in your community is a great way to learn where's the needs. And then you go and say, okay, Lord, I know this is the need. How do I get equipped to meet that need? Uh, that, that's been really good. Now, by all means, when you're able to take a class, um, find out if there is a, an organization in your community that does continuing education for like childcare providers and, um, and even teachers and, and, and get, get educated on what child development looks like. But there's a whole faith component next to that. And it's exciting to learn um, the best methods and practices for, for doing those things. And, I, you know, our church has been loyal to, to Lifeway for a long, long time. They have, they've been a great curriculum partner for us. There are great curriculums out there that uh, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Um, so, Danny, I hope that kind of got on where you were thinking about yeah, going. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely it does. Because I think, again, uh, you know, you, you go to Bible college or you go to seminary and you go into the world of church education, which is great because you do bring that faith component. You bring that biblical background, which is absolutely essential. But again, because there's a unique pressure there where parents um, and, and, you know, we're in student-centered learning these days where there's so much, you know, where less you teach, more them learn. So, yeah, I just I think that's really good just to kind of hit on that because that, that is maybe just a unique challenge that children's ministry ministers face. And in some churches, you know, where maybe the chair one leader is the chair two and chair three leader that, you know, maybe they need to maybe they need to find that teacher in their church to go, hey, help me understand what what our kids face and what do we need to do children's mm-hmm. ministry wise. And absolutely. Uh, yeah, and your children's ministry can serve as a missions opportunity in the community, the church. It's an avenue in because there are kids out there who are going to need things and who will need the ministry your church can offer. And it's an opportunity into some of those homes in different ways. So you don't need to neglect it because it begin to see children's ministry as that a missions arm as the church where you can just reach a, a segment of your local population because they have kids you're going to have an opportunity to speak into their lives and if you can minister to their kids help them with an issue they're dealing with with their kids you're going to get an opportunity to minister to the whole family and you definitely want to make sure um as the children's minister that you're that your pastor's ready for that to happen because when we do that, the really great thing is we can see those families show up at church and then your pastor's excited because now there's evangelism opportunities. Um, there's, there's meeting needs of people. There's new discipleship opportunities. And so um, I think one of the things I would say is you want as a, as a preschool children's ministry person in, in that second or third chair in your, in your church, <clears throat> whether you're paid or a volunteer, you want your pastor to be on your team. You want him to be a fan of what's going on in your in your kids' ministry. He's he's able to preach the announcements. And so when your pastor 
knows what's going on. He knows the impact that it's making. He knows that you're striving to, to come under the vision and strategy of your church. He'll preach your announcements and that will, that will get your people involved in the mission part of it. It will help you recruit people to volunteer to teach. It will help those volunteers feel encouraged and supportive. Um, and we know that that childhood age range is the, is the most prime age for kids to come to know the Lord. <clears throat> so your pastor is excited about that too. One of the things that, that I don't want to fail to mention is involve your pastor with those kids, especially if you're in a church where kids are in children's worship a lot uh, away from the adult service, they need to know who their pastor is. And so provide opportunities for your pastor to get to know those kids. Like, like he hopes he gets to baptize them someday, you know? And so make opportunities for kids to connect with, with that senior leader so that, that he feels a part of what's going on. Um, don't, I, I know there were times early in my ministry where I felt like, you know, it's just my job to keep everybody calm and taken care of and out of the hair of the adults. Um, I really don't think that's what pastors feel. Yeah. They that's really a, want to be involved. That's a good point. And invite them into it. Yes. I know um, our children's pastor now here, he's done several things or he's called, he calls it popcorn with the pastor and he'll in their evening uh, meetings, or I think it's on Wednesday nights now, he'll invite him in one night, someone else will preach for the pastor, and he just goes, spends about half an hour with the preschoolers, and spends about half an hour with the grade schoolers, just answering questions that they've got. Yes. And they just, they eat popcorn, and they ask the pastor questions, <laughs> and it's it's a great way to connect the kids with the pastor mm -hmm. also, because mm -hmm. he's their pastor too, but it's also a good way to connect your chair one leader with your ministry, and engage them, because they're going to be more in tune with what you're doing too, if you're inviting them into that environment from time to time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and they too may, I, I had a pastor who, um, I was really ready to change, like completely overhaul what we did on a Wednesday night. And I went to that pastor and, and I presented like, here's what I see as the issues. And here's what I'd really like to try. And he was an amazing pastor at saying like, go try it. If it fails, we've learned something. But in the process of trying this new thing, I invited him into this little worship time we were doing on Wednesday nights with kids and their families. He was my biggest fan. He was on the front row every Wednesday night for our 30 minutes of worship, singing, learning motions with the kids. And because he bought into what we were doing, it made it, it, it made an impact on the leaders. It made an impact on those families. And so, um, I've gotten to serve with great pastors who wanted to be involved with what, what kids did. And so for chair one leaders, they want that. So as chair yeah. two leaders, we've got to find, no matter what area of the church you're serving in, we've got to find ways to invite our pastor into what's going on in our ministry. Yes, because if he believes in your ministry, he's going to become your best recruiter. Absolutely. And if he's passionate about the children's ministry, people are going to sense that, and they're going to want to be involved in what the pastor's passionate about. And so invite him in to lead and to help you do your recruiting for you. And yes. Let him yes. share your vision. Well, Shayla, thanks for joining us. It's been a great Absolutely. conversation. Now, thanks for having me. Before we go, as a preschool minister and someone who worked with preschool, I really need to know the answer to this, probably maybe the most <laughs> important question. Okay. In preschool ministry, do you prefer Golden Grahams, Graham Crackers, or Goldfish? Mm, I am personally a fan of Graham Crackers. So, you know, 
I'm not a young lady anymore, and I still have graham crackers in my pantry all the time. <laughs> well, see, I was always the graham cracker or animal cookie. I just never did could yeah. go for the goldfish. And, so. and kids like to dip them in their water. Yeah. Don't understand it, but they dip their, their saltines and their graham crackers in their water. It's okay. <laughs> the work of children's ministry never ends. You just nope. have to keep training them. So. That's right. <laughs> well, Shayla, if somebody wanted to connect with you and maybe follow up with you, what's a great way for them to uh, to get in touch with you? You know, they could just email me. It's my first name, Shayla, S-H-A-Y-L-A, at ridgecrestbaptist.org. Uh, also, our church website's ridgecrestbaptist.org, so you can also find me through that. Uh, but I would love to, if you need some encouragement, uh, reach out, send me an email, and I'd love to, to connect with you. Well, thank you so much. This has been so great. You guys, I could listen to both of y'all talk about children's ministry and stuff. Uh, all day. And so thanks for sharing. And Ben, thanks for uh, all the work that you're doing as well. And uh, make sure that you like, make sure you subscribe, make sure you share this wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for joining us today. And we will be with you next time. You've been listening to Chair 2 Leaders. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for the latest updates. And make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to Chair 2 Leaders wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening.